Okay, welcome everybody to Don't Be a Deuce with my co-host Paul Cairns and returning Jamie Noskowicz. Shocked they had me back. After your last performance, we couldn't let you not come back. Well, you know what? After the last performance, is more of a... I promise Jamie, I'd use some sound effects this time. Second chances, second chance. <laughs> there we go. Uh, gentlemen, I am honored to be with a superstar all-star tennis team. We are previewing the U.S. Open. We are in the quarterfinals. Now, Jamie, just a heads up. Uh, there's some matches today, so uh, when you make a prediction, make sure you've checked the scores first. We won't uh, lose big money like last time. It's a good tip. Thank you. Thank you. Um, shall we uh, talk about, why don't we follow our usual routine? Since the uh, the demands are there in terms of proving the women's women's quarterfinals first, actually before we get the quarter, should we talk about the goat? Yeah, Serena. We gotta talk about the goat. We gotta, we gotta start Unreal. there. Who's the goat, by the way? Not even you know who the goat is. Not even we close. The goat is. Serena, come on. Serena Williams, twenty three time Grand Slam winner. I'm sure she would have preferred to have been a twenty four, twenty five. She's had a couple battles, uh, almost made it over the years. But uh, you know what? I think we could safely say she's the greatest women's tennis player of all time. And I think everyone was watching her match, uh, her first round or second round. Although I have to admit, I was kind of going back and forth. I believe uh, Fernandez was playing at the same time, so sort of going back and forth during her match. But, uh, yeah, pretty incredible. What do you guys think in terms of what she's done, obviously career-wise, but even just how she went out single-wise in this tournament? Yeah, no, pretty cool. I think, um, you know, obviously everyone knows about her achievements, all the Grand Slams she's racked up and all the success she's had. But um, I think... What a fitting way to go out. And I mean, how many match points did she fight off in that uh, final game down 5-1? I mean, uh, just great fighting spirit. I think she just kind of showed you she's just sort of the, the ultimate competitor. And obviously, I think she would have uh, liked to go further. But, um, you know, pretty cool to go go out in front of, uh, you know, a screaming crowd, fighting off all those match points at the end. And, uh, yeah, it was just unbelievable to watch. What a in the ultimate, the ultimate stadium too, right? Like there's no bigger show. It's what, 23, 24,000 people? It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty incredible. You watched her matches earlier this year. She didn't even look competitive. She shows at the U.S. Open and just puts on a show. Like, I, she fought I, so hard. I don't I get mean, a sense she did a ton of training leading up to it. No, I mean, I, I, don't, I think her body at this point is probably pretty beaten yeah, up. Yeah. You know, that much tennis for that long, two kids. She's been out there grinding it for a long time, but I think she showed her spirit. Like, her ability to put on a show and really fight was uh, pretty unbelievable. I mean, I think she probably should have won that match against Tomalovic. It was it a three-hour match? Yeah, she's Close up a break in the first two sets yeah. and uh, couldn't close it out. And then obviously put up a huge fight in the third, but kind of looked like she just ran out of gas, really, yeah. at the end of the day. But. And not, I mean, not an easy task for her opponents as well. I mean, you saw her play the seated player in the first round. It, it's, you've got, you're playing against an entire stadium. I mean, unless you're someone who just l- thrives on that, like maybe like Matt Barnaby in hockey guy, <laughs> randomly pull that one out. Um, not kind of a tough task, but uh, I mean, even the score, what the score in the third set was six two, maybe six one, six two. Yeah, but it took it took how long for that? Like she just wouldn't give up. You no, know, Serena got she the break early in that third, give but up. then just kind of ran out of gas. But if you didn't expect that, I mean, it's the U.S. Open. It's Serena Williams. Everyone knows it's her farewell. Yeah. So you have to be ready for the crowd to be cheering for your double faults and everything else. Yeah. Yeah, no, pretty incredible how she was able to raise her level. Like, I, you know, in that, uh, who was the second seed she played? The, uh, forget her name, but uh, I remember going into that third set just thinking, there's no way she's going to win this set. Like, she was getting moved side to side. You could tell she just, you know, uh, you know, a bit past her prime, you know, doesn't have this, doesn't have the same speed she once had, but, um, you know, just came, I think she went into the locker room, came out and just, 
um, regrouped, regrouped, came out focused, and just amazing. It's, to, it's almost like she's done this to before. Pull it off yeah, once or twice, maybe twenty-four. I, mean, I, I can't imagine. I mean, she's just digging, right? Mentally, she's digging, digging. Like, let's do this one more time. She's, you know, physically not, not, and, and you know, she's not been training and a fraction of what everyone else is training. So she's not really. She shouldn't even be competitive. Like this should realistically be losing straight sets, especially these, these top players. And she's finding ways to win, like she's done her entire career. So it's, uh, I mean. So that's just the, the tennis at that point. You saw the stars that came out to watch, which is awesome. Uh, Tiger Woods, and there's, I mean, the list went on forever. But um, I mean, what what do you guys think she's done beyond, well, within tennis as well, but for just women's tennis in general and maybe women athletes in general? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think that night was actually the most attended night ever at the U.S. Open, um, which just kind of goes to show. I don't think they followed code. I think they, they, they went over. They went over fire code. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it just goes to show how big a draw um, you know these women have become, in particular Serena. And uh, yeah, I think pretty inspiring. Uh, you know, all the young girls playing tennis out there to be able to watch, uh, you know, a fighter and a competitor like that. Um, yeah, pretty cool. I think. Sorry, so I, yeah, you look at uh, prize money women's tennis. I think there's a lot to be proud of as a sport. It's one of the few sports where women get paid very close to men. I know it's not equal, but it's, you know, if you compare to WNBA or any other women's sport, it's, it's really high. And I think Serena has a lot to do with that. You know, Steffi Graf obviously helped and she had that star power, but Serena and her sister Venus, they changed the, the trajectory of that sport, the sponsorship they got through Nike, the advertisement, the clothing lines, everything they did, they really changed the, I guess, the profile of the sport and drew so many people to it. Yeah, I and obviously, think. like people like Billie Jean King have been instrumental in, in, in making those things happen. I, th- I think you have to put Serena up there in terms of her influence. And I mean, you think of all the the number of athletes she's played over the last 10, 15 years. I'd looked up to her and had posters of her, and which is kind of neat. And now you've got this whole, whole other generation below them as well. Uh, you know, people the age of her own kids who are gonna look at her as, you know, my mommy's the goat. You know, and uh, it's gonna be unbelievable. So it's yeah, it's pretty cool what she's done. I think um, she will. I mean, I personally was not a huge fan of Serena in terms of. I, I think she was unbelievable in the court. I'm the first to admit she was a goat. Some of the antics I find in the interviews I just didn't I just didn't love, but um, but that's fine. But I, I'm the first to admit that she was extremely instrumental for women in general, for the sport of tennis, for especially for women in tennis, and uh, representing the strong woman who sort of has this you know I will battle and I will you know get whatever I want, which is which is amazing. I think it's it's a huge uh, huge uh, positive thing for her, and she should be proud of what she's done. It's a huge loss for the sport. You know, it's going to be interesting to see who fills that vacuum that's been created by the, the disappearance of Serena and, and Venus. And is if, Venus still going to play? Uh, I mean, 43 years old. That's unbelievable. Her body looks pretty beaten up as well. But, you know... You know what? Your, your body looks beaten up, okay? Well, so, take it easy. Take it easy, all right? But, you know, at the end of the he day... He was looking at me when he said your body looks <laughs> beaten up. <laughs> that was my response. <laughs> I think... Uh, They're all these guys. They're all... I think women's tennis is struggling a little bit to have uh, some stars that kind of fill in and, and really are the draw. And you know, I think that was... For how many years? Twenty-five years. That's been Serena and Venus. So it'll be interesting to see who kind of steps up and fills in that uh, in that void, which is maybe a good segue to the rest of the. Draw. Having said that, Paul, and I like how you do this. Uh, I think the women's game, though, on the tennis court, I think is in an extremely good place. I, I can you know say that for for me, I'm really watching. I'm probably enjoying watching tennis more than more than ever. I mean, the the, the Serena's of the world have been always exciting, but you know, there's been a number of mismatches over the years, and I fi- I find like there's a number of players now who are just like both sides are heavy hitters and it's extremely impressive where the game has gone where the game is and i think where it's going to continue to improve so on to the draws we go jamie would you like to give us your feedback first yeah i mean uh, we could start with the canadians i guess oh, it's um, not been the best year 
Yeah, not 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 the greatest uh, to not have uh, any of the Canadians left, but um, good couple rounds from Bianca. Um, same for Layla, and then um, I guess we had another one uh, come up coming up in uh, Rebecca Marino. Um, I think Paul knows a little bit more about her story, actually. Oh, so what an amazing story! I'd retired yeah. from the sport, uh, was suffering with mental illness, and really stepped away and has come back. And to make the third round at the U.S. Open, I mean, her ranking steadily rising. It's it's pretty impressive, and you know, she's also not young. Right, so it's pretty inspiring. I think for a lot of people to see someone go through what she's gone through and then start having this success again, it's pretty amazing. Have you noticed what he's done again? When he said "not young," he was looking at me again. Yes, he does do that. He's really passive aggressive. Good thing it's not a TV show, gentlemen. (laughs) You know what, Paul? You have a face of radio. You'd be fine. Hundred percent. I don't even think I have a radio voice, but I'm trying over here. Um, Okay, uh, who who are some of the, the the female athletes that are impressing you guys the most so far? I mean, for me, the standout is Garcia. You know, she's had a lot of injury problems the last couple of years. Watching how she handled Bianca, you know, wasn't really... I, you know what? I thought Bianca actually played quite well in that match. Obviously not well enough, but Garcia just bullied her. Like, she was just... You, I mean, how often do you see Bianca sort of... I'm not sure if Garcia's pace was even was even greater than Bianca's, but definitely had more depth on her shots. But she just, like, managed her pace really well and actually kind of amped it up another 10%. It was very impressive. Yeah, her ability to take Bianca's second serve really early, like, I think Bianca won, like, 28% of points on her second serve. She was just destroying She's it. attacking the return serve. And her ability to play the ball early, you know, it's pretty unique to see someone play that early and that consistently. I think we've seen players like Bouchard in the past try to play super early and just not that consistent. And that's so, what's pretty amazing So I was watching her. that match, and I was... T- Trying to think to myself is if, if whether or not Bianca's serve doesn't have as much pop on the second serve, or is it kind of the same? It's just that the women are that much more aggressive on return to serve. I couldn't figure out that piece. Do you, do you have any thoughts on whether or not her serve is kind of where it was? Or I don't think it is. I think her serve, her second serve, always had a fair bit of spin on it, and she's yeah. done damage with spin. But Garcia is pretty tall and strong and really athletic. And leading into it. just take it on the rise and yeah. just really attack it. So I think, you know, Bianca certainly looked a lot better this tournament than she has. She's showing some good signs. Uh, but, you know, in the last couple of years, while she's been kind of stagnating, I think the rest of the field is, is, is caught up. You know, and someone like Garcia is super athletic, uh, trains really, really hard, and just strikes the ball so clean. So it's, it's, it's really neat to see. And I think I agree with you. The depth of the women's game has is, is really changed the last couple of years. So who do you like? Um, Garcia is now going to play golf and uh, my my good friends uh, James Blake and Patrick McEnroe were choosing golf because their comments were she's too good of a mover uh, not to take a knock on golf I think she's a great player I, but I from what I've seen from Garcia so far my pick would be Garcia over golf I think it'll be a close match but yeah I think as, as good of a mover as golf is I think uh, you know she is a little bit vulnerable on the, on the second serve and I think you're going to see uh, you know Garcia really exploit that and step in and take a lot of returns early as she she does against Bianca so I'll uh, I'll piggyback you, uh, you there Steph and I'll go with Garcia as well yeah it's, for me that's I'm taking Garcia to win the whole tournament uh, to be honest based on oh. kind of what I've seen oh, so baby. far I know she's you know she's the 17th seed but I, I think just based on what I'm seeing I'm going to I'm going to take her to go all the way I think on the bottom will take uh, Jabur to come through. Uh, Switek, I think it's going to come through in the top, as well as uh, I think Pliskova is going to take down Sabalenka. I was pretty impressed watching Sabalenka last night. It's the first time against Collins where she's been in a tight moment and she didn't really choke. Her serve didn't break down like it has been. So it's great. She's making good strides, but Pliskova is uh, is a pretty tough competitor. And That's a few tall competitors there. She, she oh did look God. like she was uh, she was laboring a bit as well, Sabalenka, last night in her match. She had, had treatment at a couple of points, so it um, be interesting to see uh, you know how, how her body's holding up uh, 
heading into this next one. Yeah, against this, this is always the part of the tournament where I find after quarters, it's the injuries become such a big part of it, and uh, just managing that is, is so difficult. It's hard to tell which ones. I think a lot of the players are so good. I mean, they're all injured to a certain degree, but I think they're just uh, some are, are really good at hiding it, and you know, we have no idea if they're coming in at 60 70 80%. Just, uh, I think they're all through. hurt. It's who can handle it mentally at, th- at this point, right? Who can manage it. So who's your pick for the tournament on the women's side, Steph? Uh, Paul, I don't want to really follow in your lead. Um, I, I don't know if, you know what, I haven't watched Garcia. I want to say Garcia, but I haven't watched her play enough under pressure matches. So, you know, will she, um, I don't know. Um, I can jump in here if you want a little time to think. I need a little time. I need a little time to ponder. Us older guys, got, we need a little time to think. I got to go with uh, my Polish roots and, and take Iga. Uh, I think Swiatek comes through. Swiatek or Swiatek? Swiatek. It's not a bad call. It's pretty easy to pick the number in the world. Yeah. Now, Shvitek, it, I was I couldn't remember if she she won two Grand Slams this year or one. She she won Aussie and and said I was forgetting who. She didn't win Wimbledon, did she? That was that was Halep. Yeah, Halep. Halep Wimbledon. She won for like, yeah, I should really do my research. It would help if Asking I did my tough research. questions here. Stuff. She had that huge streak. What are you saying, guys? We didn't rehearse this. She had that huge streak. Paul's upset now. He's like, what? Um. So she's uh, probably had the best record this year, other than uh, Jamie Noskovich. Noskovich, uh, actually. Noskovich. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Playing. Thank you. He's getting upset. Playing uh, under uh, twelve um, against the clinic kids here, but uh, you've got a nice little streak going. Iga did win the French. She did win the French. She did. She beat Coco in the finals. Oh. One and three. That was some quick researching. Hey, okay. on the spot, under pressure. This guy is clutch. Uh, well, since we clearly are not very uh, rehearsed, <laughs> shall we move to the men's side? Let's do it. It's, Let's been, do it. it's been interesting, the men's side this year. That sound we hear is the guard changing, huh? I think so. Crazy. I mean, let's be fair. Novak wasn't invited to play the U.S. Open, but uh, still seems like there's an awful lot of change here. Yeah, no, I think, uh, well, I don't, I don't think none of the guys left in the draw, right, have, have uh, won a major before, so that's uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, we're going to have a new major champion, and yeah, you're just, I think you're really seeing the changing of the guard. Uh, you know, guys like Tiafo are starting to come into matches against Nadal and feel like not only do they have a chance to win, but they feel like they, they should be winning, and I just think you're seeing the, the confidence of all these young guys grow, and um, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see kind of who... Uh, who kind of establishes himself at the top over the next next couple of so, years? Mr. Nick Kyrgios, who um, is a he's a Yonex sponsored athlete. You know, I'm a Yonex guy, so I kind of tend to typically cheer for my boys. Similar demeanors too, you and him. Very fiery. yes, unpredictable. There's a few. Um, do you, gentlemen, are, are you a fan? Of, if have you been a fan of Kyrgios, and if if you haven't, are you now, or have you always been a fan of Kyrgios? Just out of curiosity. Curious to hear what you know what I love it. I think uh, it's entertaining. It's good for the game. Anytime he's on the television, you know you can't take your eyes off the screen. And um, you know I think it's good to have different characters in the game. Like certainly it's been you know amazing to watch you know these class acts and, and Federer and Nadal kind of um, you know dominate the game for years. But um, you know it's, it's kind of fun to have a bad boy like uh, Johnny. It's Mack time in there for once the wing nuts and, to take uh, over. <laughs> you know it's it's exciting to see him doing so well. I think he's pretty relatable, right? He's very human. And the interesting thing is watch the players. The players all respect him. Even though he's, he's, he's a little nuts and he does things, players seem to, he's been able to hold their respect. So I think that speaks to the kind of person he is. So I've, I've loved that. What I've always struggled with is that waste of talent. Yeah. Like, you know, he's, he's clearly has been the most talented player in the world for the last six years. 
And, you know, you look at it if he was able to really train, which is not easy. I mean, what these players do is unbelievable. The Federer's, the Djokovic's, the Nadal's, their discipline it's just unbelievable. But I just kind of feel like up till now, it's like been waiting for him to do it. And I think his, his mom's illness has really put it, a lot of things in focus for him. And he's decided he's going to go get her a grand slam. That's why I'm taking him and to And according witness. to his post-game interview, he was crediting and giving a lot of credit to his girlfriend for, for right. keeping him, uh, I guess, motivated. And, he, and he's just now figured out that partying every night is not the best way to, to train and be a world-class athlete. So I'm really proud of Nick for figuring Imagine this out that. about 10 years too late. But... Uh, Good for him. Um, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of his antics. I still wish him well. I mean, his serve is that guy's got a slingshot of an arm. Like, how does how does his shoulder not injured? Exactly. I mean, first of all, his posture is terrible. Like, I think I don't think he's done one back exercise in his life. But he's got a slingshot of an arm. And it just never seems to tire. He can just right. It's it's effortless. It's unbelievable. Well, and his feel too. I mean, his drop shots, his falling, his like he has two-handed backhand with that short backswing and just able to redirect it and time it so well. It's uh, yeah, he's, he's got all the shots. But at times he makes not the best decisions. Did you guys see that play where he blew a shot at at, at Medvedev's backhand? Medvedev was completely late on the backhand volley. The ball had huge height, huge underspin, nowhere near crossing the net, and he was chasing it, assuming it was a drop shot. So he kept running. And just being the goof that he is and trying to showboat, actually hit the ball kind of sideways, but it, it hadn't bounced yet. And Medvedev being the student of the game, the pretty much the polar opposite of Kyrgios, who apparently gets in his head and immediately pointed the umpire. is like, that's a vault, that's a vault. And that would have been a break point. Now, it ended up not mattering. But had he, like, could you imagine if, if he ends up losing that set and that becomes a huge deal? Like, it could have really <laughs> changed the match. It would have been unbelievable. That's, that's one of the things I like about him. I don't think he's so invested in every single point, right? It's kind of refreshing to see guys a little like basketball. I, I'm, I'm, he's not invested <laughs> every single point. Is that a polite not, way of saying he's not focused and, he's and, not. and below average intelligence? Or <laughs> He just believes he can recover, right? And I, I love that about him, right? He's, he's not so fussed if he loses a point and makes a bad decision. He just comes back. He's, he has that mindset. This is who I am. I'm going to be who I am out here, and I'm going to have fun. So. Okay, so you guys are big fans. I'm not on the same busted the two of you so i'm gonna put you under the gun a little bit so here you are you are both established coaches one of your young students starts to behave a certain way and you you know you, you correct their behavior and they're like well nick kyrios does that i mean how do you what do you answer that how do you answer that well how many people have you coached in the last two months that have wanted to serve underhand on their first serve like i'm getting it all the time now so y- but was it underhand through the legs not through did you the see legs. that through the legs <laughs> not through the legs i don't have that kind of talent yet but it's coming but I think, you know, it's really hard to emulate what he does. But you're 100% right. You're going to see, we're going to see a lot more kids behave that right, way. And right. we're going to say, well, Nick does it. Why can't I do it? And, uh, or my know. coach Jamie does it. Like, why, you know? I think you can also, like, I think, you know, the less and less he's done that, the more success he's started to have. So I think, yeah. you know, as a coach, you can kind of point to that to your students. And, um, you know, I think, you know, he, he kind of rides the line, right? He, he's he's loose, which is great, but you, you can't uh, you can't get too loose or it starts to fall away from you quickly, as I think uh, we've seen from him in the past. And just, yeah, again, just excited to, exciting guy to have uh, going deep into tournaments and uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how it all unfolds here. Because his behavior has been better as of late, but I, I don't know if it's a product of just him winning so much because <laughs> he's, he's got, since the, I believe, the French Open, he has the best record. He's won the most. So is his behavior actually better? Or is it just because he's winning... He's winning more. You know, well, I don't know. I think he cares more. He's more focused, yeah. and he has been training. Like his fitness is way better than it was for the last couple of years. I mean, he, the Wimbledon final was a great example. He was cruising. He won the first set. He's looking great, and all of a sudden he starts chirping his box. So you know, <laughs> when we're talking about coaching our players, we can easily point to his antics, like Jamie said, and say, "Well, look how successful he was when he was focused and doing these things." 
And when he keeps this out of his game, he's a lot more successful. So I think he's a lot fitter. So I think it's e easier to make better decisions when you're fit. And I think he's more invested because I think he is maybe more aware of how limited his time is going to be on the tour. You know, maybe his wife, his wife, his mother's illness is helping him see that. And he's gaining some perspective on the opportunity. Does it even right have now. a coach? Because I knew for the longest time he had no coach. Does he even have a coach right now? I mean, he's got a team of like a physio and stuff. Team, but, but I don't know if he has right? a Because they never, you never see, oh, this is this, is this coach. It's, you know, he's got the, all the other pieces uh, of the yeah. puzzle, but I don't think he's got. A are coach. you upset? You know the answer again. That's too bad. You're driving me crazy. You know what? I would love I'm to be in the in Kyrgios's box. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, you know what? Let's say I was his coach for a little while. I'm sure it would last a really long time. It would not. Um, it would be so much fun when he chirps the box to just flip him the middle finger, <laughs> to just flip him the bird and go right back at you, buddy. Right? And just absolutely like, what would happen? Would he? You might actually of, respect what him. He, what he might, might make him like, play better. I think he, he might, might be like, you. okay, I get it. I think he's that's what he's asking for. He's actually it's a cry for help. <laughs> right this is i'm letting you know if, if if there's any chance the tennis people are involved with this with this team and you're listening to this podcast is unlikely just it's a cry for help the answer is react curious the bird react i like it you know do does something that, does that also apply to dennis should the same thing absolutely happen exactly yeah all right Oh my God! I think yeah. we've talked about him. Enough. I think let's move from Kiros. I, I, by the way, I am Sorry, picking I, him to win. I feel better now. I've been just kind of holding this in for a while. I'm going on. I'm going on the limb saying Nick Kiros wins his first Grand Slam. Well, I mean, who else is going to win? TFO? <laughs> Actually, you know what? I would like him to win. Alcaraz, He's a good guy. Oh, Alcaraz, yeah, Alcaraz, be, yeah, he could cool. TFO though. Speaking of swagger, I mean, another guy who's oh, kind of he had of, it going on. You know, a bit, got a bit hey. of uh, flair on the court and has some fun out there. Like I think you know, watching him hit that. Passing shot to break Nadal. I can't remember if it was first or second set, but he did the little sprint to the chair on the other side, sat right, right down. And, and he almost did the Conor McGregor like, smile, right with the arms. Like like he was just, uh, yeah, had it so going on. Has the little hand gestures going. So, yeah, nice to see uh, yeah, a couple guys that are, you know, having a little fun out there. And, uh, but I keep, for, I keep forgetting how young he is because I, I looked him up and I was like, you know, he's been playing for a while and uh, he's only 24. I mean, he's made one quarterfinals before. This is his second one. So he's in... He's got, I, I remember him, someone who's serving in the 120s, but he was like consistently serving into the high 130s. He's got, he's got an arm. Unbelievable. His fitness is off the charts. And, you know, he had that very weak backhand for a long time. He had that forehand that you could kind of break down. His serve was all right. Serve is amazing now. And that backhand is rock solid. And his fitness is unquestionably, he's one of the fittest guys on tour. So it's, it's great. What a great story too, right? His dad was a janitor at like a yeah. tennis club, I think it was. Yeah. He had a academy. I forget where they said it was. Uh, Maryland maybe um, but yeah and kind of started training he's pretty beloved there apparently as well it goes back quite a bit and gives back to the kids so uh, yeah good good, good guy that you just want to root for I think absolutely okay so we know that Rude uh, has beaten Berrettini um, we're calling are we calling Kyrgios over Kachanov uh, yes. yes yeah I think so he's Kyrgios over Kachanov so we're looking at a Kyrgios Rude semi other side of the draw we're looking at uh, you think Alcaraz will take down Sinner he's yes. had a tough well they both have tough Five setters. Sinner just looked too up and down. I think Alcaraz is going to be too steady for him. Sinner, obviously, you know, a huge player. But in that last match, you just, you know, he'd get up a break and all of a sudden give it back. And I think Alcaraz is going to punish him. Yeah, you saw Sinner knock down Alcaraz at Wimbledon. So, obviously, you know, he's capable. Ooh. But I think uh, the few times they've met on a hard court, Alcaraz has uh, gotten the better of him. So, Alcaraz is my pick to win the, the tournament. 19-year-old over uh, the, what, 22-year-old? Unbelievable. And Ru Rublev, TFO, who are we picking there? I'm going to take Rublev. Is it Tiafo uh, or Tiafo? Potato, potato. What is it? I don't know. Tiafo just Tiafo sounds better. Tiafo just looked to me ah, like someone good. after he beat Nadal was felt like he'd you know he'd done it. Maybe uh, he relaxed oh, no, a little bit. Oh no, he's still hungry, man. I think he's still hungry. Yeah, maybe. He wants it. We'll I'm going we'll with Tiafo. Uh, 
Yeah, go on that one. I'm going to go with Shapovalov as well. Just so solid. He did the same thing that Dennis. He was weathering the storm of Dennis Shapovalov and just stuck around and was just super solid. I think uh, I'm going with Jamie on that one. Rublev. Okay, gentlemen, we have exhausted our our crowd, our people. We thank you for tuning in to the quarterfinal preview of the U.S. Open. Gentlemen, as always, Mr. Paul, Mr. Jamie, thank you. It's been a blast. And we'll see you next time on Don't Be a Deuce. Thanks, boys. Enjoy the tennis, everyone.